Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. This is Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom. And today I am joined by Donnie Bovine. He runs an awesome podcast called Success Champions, right? Did I get that right? Awesome. Good. And he also, what I think is so fun about this guy, because I come from a military background. I mean, I myself have not served, but I grew up in the Air Force. Um, Oh, that's not the military. No, it's not the military. It's it really isn't. It's that's a whole other conversation. We'll save for another time, right? Um, But yeah, Donnie Donnie served fresh out of the Marine Corps. He learned what it took to be successful in sales, and then he has now two decades of experience in sales. Now he's got a really fun story. He said he was going to share on the podcast about how he left one of his sales positions. And I can't wait to hear that. But now at the age of 40, he has realized he had been living other people's dreams and began chasing his own. And for those of us in the direct sales world, we know exactly what that feels like because we we got sick of doing that ourselves. And so now we have stepped out and started doing our own businesses. So I thought Donnie would be an awesome guest to speak to that for all of you here today. So welcome to the show, Donnie. Thanks, Jenny. It's freaking awesome to be here. And well done. I freaking love the name of your show. I love your personality. I love how you just own this entire world, man. Keep that shit up. Uh, thank Good you. <laughs> thank you. I love it. I love it. So Donnie, tell me, how do you go from Marine Corps to sales, being told what to do to to that. Yeah, because yeah, when I was two years old, I said I wanted to be a salesperson. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, um, you know, really, I, I love telling everybody that, you know, my entire journey was spent not choosing my own path. So mm-hmm. I was a shithead in high school. I mean, literally, I was that kid the teachers would walk up to and say, hey, we're passing you on so we don't get you back next year. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking into my, I think it was math class, whatever grade. I, got. I think I got the pre-algebra as high as I got. But um, walking in the class and the teacher goes, oh, hell no. I literally had to walk up and beg her to stay in her class. If I didn't get a math class, none of the other teachers would take me. If I didn't get her math class, I was literally going to be kicked out of school. Oh, wow. Uh, So she literally, she's like, go sit in the back. You say a damn word and you're gone. And she ended up being the only teacher that could teach me. It was pretty cool. And surprisingly, I still stay in contact with her years later. So That's awesome. She's fixing to turn 70 years old and she's literally the only Mm -hmm. person that could teach me. Yeah, Um, you know. So, you know, I, I was heading down kind of a rough place. You know, I, I don't know that I'd ever want to end up in prison or anything, but I was doing a lot of stupid shit and no direction in my life. I was getting close to graduating. You know, I was doing the whole co-op program where you work half a day, you go to school half a day. And for me, that was just a way to get out of school with whole because I just <laughs> hated it all together. Yeah. Um, I mean, I took the most odd jobs. I was fast food. I worked at a daycare for a little while. I don't know how the hell I got a daycare job, but 
did that. And, you know, my brother did 24 years in the Marine Corps. And so I had nothing else to do. So I just walked up the recruiter and said, put me in. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> That's nice. how I got in the Marine Corps. So I got out of there and I still didn't know what I wanted to be, what I wanted to grow up and do in life. Uh, my best friend and his old man had a heating and air conditioning company. So I went to work for them in Texas during Texas summers, you know, 110 degrees out, climbing in 160 degree attics, under house, not my thing. No. So I was getting ready to quit. Mm-hmm. And I told Jerry, who was boss, I'm like, look, I'm out. I, I can't do this. This sucks. I don't know how you guys do this. And he goes, before you leave, why don't you try sales? I'm like, what the fuck is sales? <laughs> 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 that theme's going to play out well in my life. Just get ready for it. But he's like, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to hand you some flyers. You're literally going to go to these neighborhoods that I pick out and you're going to go door to door and see if anybody wants those to come in and look at their heating and air conditioning unit. He goes, if you get anybody to come in, I'll pay you a hundred bucks for every door you knock on or every door that you get a, a meeting to. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. So I literally started going door knocking. Well, two and a half years later, I grew that company to about a two and a half million dollar company. Wow. Um, mainly because I just didn't give a shit. Right. right. Um, and You weren't attached to the outcome. 100%. And I got recruited out of there to go up to St. Louis and I worked for a Fortune 5 uh, selling franchises for a while, got corporate downsized back to Texas, bartended for a little while, which is probably some of the best sales training in the freaking world. Yeah, um, no kidding. You've got to talk and be able to handle everybody in their worst moments ever. And then from there... I got hired out from behind the bar to go sell commercial printing and did that through the recession, survived that. And then my last stunt in the sales game really was when I went to work for a sales training company before I made this big leap into running my own business, which is the craziest damn thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Well, let's hear that story. How How did you go from sales training to running your own business. What happened there? So I I spent seven and a half years in the sales training game and um, I became, I don't know, award-winning one of the top trainers in the world, whatever the fuck that means. I got a couple of plaques on my wall. I don't even know what the hell they they stand for. And I was in a position where I picked up partner in the company. I was going to be buying my business owner out. Hell of a guy. And I really, really learned a lot from the guy. Great mentor, great friend. And he had, had he taught me a lot and we would have had gone out to dinner and i know this was right at september of of 2017 we'd gone out to dinner to celebrate kind of the years all the times we'd spent together and and how much i'd grown his business and i I'd, I'd, I'd grown it several times and mm-hmm. you know while we're having cocktails he looks at me and he says donnie i got to tell you i'm so grateful you're my retirement plan and when he said it, right, <laughs> when he said it, you know, I'm, I'm 100% positive that, I mean, I don't know the exact words, but I guarantee I said something along the lines of, it's my honor, it's been my privilege, I've loved working with you. Then I walked, you know, when we were done with drinks, and I walked my truck and I'm pissed and I can't figure out why I'm just, just mad, yeah. just completely freaking out mad. And then it hits me. Holy shit, I am literally somebody else's retirement plan. I am literally living somebody else's freaking dream. And 
I started driving home and I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Mm. And I, I felt like that kid out of high school who didn't know what the hell he wanted to be when he grew up, you know, because I, I started looking back on my life and all the choices I'd made and I never picked the path. I'd always just took, you know, the opportunity in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I never chased my own dreams. And I went, son of a bitch. And I knew at that moment what I was fixing to happen. And 15 days later from that comment, I walked away from everything. Multi-million dollar company, a huge salary, everything to launch my business. Now, let me put with one caveat. My business partner is still a hell of a guy. And when mm-hmm. he said those words, he was really being very, paying me a company. He was really right. genuinely saying thankful. Thank you for everything that I'd done. And for me, it was just the the eye-opening moment that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I launched Success Champions in September of 2015, 2017, 15 days from that conversation. Uh, the, how I know it's exactly 15 days is because that was also the same day I told my wife I was going to do all this. Yeah, I'm that jackass. <laughs> right. Um, how was the couch that night? <laughs> uh, you know, luckily I've got a great woman that's never ever made me sleep on a couch. However, she has at a couple times in my life said some great phrases to me that's got me off my ass and, and do more in life. So she she's she's awesome. That's so, awesome. Good. Um she I got a good gal. We're going on 14 years now, 14 years. And, um, you know, she, when her first response is, of course, she freaked out a little bit. She cried. And, and then she looked at me and she goes, I have faith in you. Don't fuck this up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. She's my um, kind of gal. If yeah. I ever make it down to Texas, I think we might have to go out. And right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, good. So, I mean, so that's how I got in the game. And, you know, when I launched the business, I was cocky enough to think I'm a damn good sales guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a really good local network. People know who I am. I'm going to launch a business and the heaven gates are going to open up and I'm going to be <laughs> off to the fucking races and, and taking on the world and, and just making millions. I mean, that was really right. where my head was. And you know, you're listening to guys like Gary Vee and you're listening to Tony Robbins and you listen to all these people and you're getting so inspired. You're like, God, these guys make it sound so freaking easy. And so I'm going to jump in and this shit is going to work and I'm going to, you know, be sailing across the world, living in the mountains, four houses, you know, ranches. You know, I, I was literally doing the whole visualization of picturing myself there. Yes, yeah, six months into running my business, I look at that same beautiful wife and say, babe, we're about to fucking lose everything. Oh. Up until that point, I drilled, built, or we bought my dream farm. She wanted a Victorian house. I wanted land. We happened to find both. I built a second house on the property for my mother-in-law. Actually, it was for my in-laws. My mm-hmm. father-in-law could spend four months on there before he passed. But, um, and, you know, we had it. We, the vehicles, the farm, everything, the six months running into business, I'd blown every dollar I had trying to figure out how to be a business owner. And, you know, I, I ate through my entire nest egg and we were three months behind on the mortgage. Oh, wow. um, we were a couple months behind in the cars and everything was about to completely fall apart. And when I told her this, she once again cried looked right back at me and said, get off your fucking ass and go sell something. Mm-hmm. 
And so I did. So I started fighting again and I still didn't fully understand how to be a business owner. I was, I was scrappy. I mean, I would, I would go sell something and then, you know, I would deliver that they'd get results and then I'd have nothing afterwards. Right. So now mm-hmm. I'm having to go fucking sell something again. I'm like, fuck. And, uh, couple of cool things happened. One, a mentor I sit across from, you know, and I was in this victim mode. Oh, what was me? Why is this shit not working? You know, how the fuck is everybody else making? I got a good message. I got a good fucking story. Why the fuck isn't this breaking loose? And he said, Donnie, you only have one problem. I said, all right, what's my fucking problem? I'm getting an attitude with him at this point. He goes, dude, you're still operating as an employee and not a business owner. Uh-huh. And I went, fuck you. Because he was right. He was spot on. Um, And I was doing everything that I'd done as an employee trying to run a business. All I had done is create a job for myself. But a sales job, which is even worse, because as a sales guy, we go sell shit. Then somebody else does everything behind it. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Right? But now I was having to do all the work and stuff, too. And I just wasn't doing it well. So... My wife and I were having a serious conversation. Do I go back to corporate America, throw in the fucking towel, and just call this shit over? I mean, we were surviving, but we weren't thriving. And she said, well, that's your call. I'll, you know, of course, back you whatever play you want to do. She goes, but I got to tell you, I'm fucking nervous. You know, and we've always had a very upfront conversation. And I said, all right, I got one last speaking engagement. And it's a big one, huge audience, couple hundred people, you know, I'm going to go, I said, I'm going to leave everything on the fucking stage. I'm going to give them everything I fucking got. And if it works, we keep moving forward. If it doesn't, I call it. And dude, I went out Bon Jovi style. I mean, I'm running (laughs) across the fucking stage, just trying to motivate motherfuckers and just going just (laughs) insane with my story. And uh, literally as I walk off the stage, I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm toast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after you do a speaking engagement, people want to come up and talk to you and, you know, love on you and everything else. So I, w- I was doing the right thing. I was, you know, interacting, but, but in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm fucking tired. I, I just wanted to sit down for five seconds. And this guy walks up to me and he said, Donnie, I love your fucking story. I love your energy. I love your sales background. Would you come tell your story on my podcast? And I said, well, what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> right? See, I told you, this play's a theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, well, it's kind of like talk radio. He goes, I'll invite you, you know, on my show via Zoom. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit and you tell your story. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can do that. Yeah. So I come home and I tell the wife, I'm like, I'm doing this pod thing. I don't even know what the fuck it is. But, you know, so uh, I didn't even have a, a nice camera. I didn't have my own microphone. I didn't have anything. Right. So I just go, this guy interviews me on a show. And after it airs a couple of days later, a person reaches out to me and says, hey, I heard you on so-and-so show. I really liked your message. He goes, would you come do some sales, you know, business development stuff for my company? And I went, well, yeah. I, I can do that. And I came home to my wife and I said, motherfucker, I went on a show with a guest on a podcast and I got business. Hold my beer and watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that story sounds really familiar. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, um, and you know, the rest is kind of written in, in everything I've done. You know, I, I, I started guesting on podcasts, launched my show. We launched uh, the Success Champion podcast in May of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it hit the top 200s. 
well, top 200 in business three months in, top 200 five months in. Yeah, top 200 overall five months in. And then, you know, things just started clicking. People were asking me how to launch businesses with podcasts and do business development with podcasts. And so that led to a lot more speaking engagements. And then we launched a Facebook group. Um, that took off, ended up launching a magazine. And, you know, it just kept going forward and forward. And people started asking me how the hell I built all this. And you know, they didn't really believe that I, when I said I just kind of stumbled drunk into it, um, which is really pretty much the truth. And, I think that's true for a lot of us. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're all just figuring it out. There, there are very few brilliant business minded people. And those are people that, you know, we all look up to, Bill, <laughs> you know, Bill, the, the Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, yep, all yep. the rest of us are just learning and doing as we go along, I think. Yeah, 100%. And, and I mean, let's, let's start there. Cause that's a great way to start with your audience. So now they know my story, we'll get that out of the yeah, freaking way. Right. Now they know. So, so the biggest thing that I learned on that journey is you got to go get punched in the fucking face and you've got to get punched hard. Um, mm -hmm. You're never going to get anywhere you want to in business, life, or anything else without breaking shit. So I tell my team all the time, like we're launching a new business line right now. We're actually creating these online networking groups. We're launching in three countries altogether to get these going. And in doing that, I said, look, shit's going to break. Shit's going to fall apart. You know, it's going to go south. I said, don't worry about it. Just roll with the punches. As it breaks, we'll figure it out and fix it. We'll put a process to it and we're going to move forward. But not doing something out of fear is not allowed in my company. If something <sighs> scares you, it. it's the fucking universe saying, go that damn direction. Because it's not about overcoming the fear. It's about who the fuck you become going through it. Yeah. It's about evolving into that next level or self. And that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned in running a business. Nice. You know? And I, I think that's super applicable to everyone who's listening because, you know, when you, when these ladies, because 76% of people in direct sales are I fucking love women, you ladies. You're, you're right. Hey, let me say that since you said that. Yeah. Is women outsell men nine times out of 10. Oh, yeah. And I, and I truly believe that. And the reason being is y'all are fucking ruthless. <laughs> they can be. <laughs> they really can be. But I think so many of us, when we stepped out into our business, we're freaked out. And one of the things that I want to applaud everyone who, who steps out into their own business, whether it's a direct sales business, whether it's a, a, you know, a quote unquote traditional business, is the fact that 95% of humans are in constant risk avoidance. Yeah. Right? They, their brain is telling them, don't go there. You're going to die. Don't do this. You're going to die. It's going to hurt and, and pain is not acceptable. Right? And then there's the 5% of us who go, well, this isn't comfortable either. This is bullshit. I want that. And the only way to get through that is to go through the discomfort, go through the pain, go through the fear of not knowing. You yeah. know, one of my favorite quotes, I just had somebody ask me today, do you know Jackie Ulmer? Have you heard the name? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think she's, so. She's a, a big name in the, in the digital marketing, direct sales online space. And she and I had a conversation today and she asked me my favorite quote. And I said, you know, I've got to say it's, it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s quote of faith is taking the first step 
without being able to see the whole staircase. Yeah. Yeah, because that. that's exactly what you did with your business. It's what I did with mine. Because had you told me three years ago when I started my coaching practice that I was going to be doing a podcast, considering writing, not considering writing a book, in the process of writing a book, and da 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 da, da like all the things that I'm doing now, I would have laughed at you. Right. right. I would have laughed at you. I would have like, that's bullshit. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to write a book. I fucking hate writing. And, it, here I am, you know, it's, it's being able to, to get past that fear, just like you said, and say, okay, it's not the overcoming of the fear. It's who we get to become mm-hmm. during the process of stepping through it and realizing, oh, we're not going to die. Right. Right. We're not going to die. And, that, and that's it. I mean, so many people that I get the honor to talk to their followers, fans, whatever. They always tell me, they're like, I can see it. I can feel it. You know, I can visualize it. And my response is always, that's beautiful. I love it. When's the last time you got punched in the fucking face? (laughs) When's the last time you fucked it up so bad that you had no choice but to climb? Because here's the truth. Most people who are starting their businesses and they're out there, whether doing this direct sales whatever, quote unquote, traditional business, right? They're still operating at the same level they did when they were an employee. Mm-hmm. Same mindset, same game. And and I always like to point out to the, the, the direct sales folks that when you're in that employee mindset, right? Somebody else is telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your job is, nurse, freaking ambulance driver, whatever the fuck it is, right? You're somebody else is saying, Hey, go here, do this. And people are all the time. are like, I'm independent as fuck. Nobody tells me what to do. I'm like, cool. Don't show up for your work on time and see what happens. Let's yeah. see how independent <laughs> you really are. And, and so they don't aren't consciously thinking about how much somebody else is running their lives. Mm-hmm. And this was a huge awakening for me because I was a straight commission sales guy. I had no schedule, right? If I didn't show up for office, nobody gave a shit. Right. As long as my numbers hit. Yep. You know, so I would I thought I was independent as fuck. I thought that my schedule was free throwing. I thought that I ran my life and I thought I knew who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I was on the brink of losing freaking everything, which, by the way, we still have the farm. We still have everything, you know, um, but we were on the brink of losing everything before I finally figured out what the fuck I was made of. And I realized that all those years in sales, straight commission, taking on some multi-million dollar contracts, deals, all that kind of stuff, I was half-assing it. I wasn't even going all in. I was doing enough to survive. And, and I think once people realize that they're only operating on you know first or second gear, you know, they're, they're not even putting the pedal to the floor. And cause you know, I worked, I, I would have been the first one in the office and the last one to leave. And I thought I worked a lot of hours. It was a lot of bullshit time. Run a business, really, really become a business owner and run a business and watch. You, you have no choice, but to evolve because mm-hmm. the person you are right now is not who you need to be to get where you want to go. You've yes. got to level up. Yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. Exactly. One of the big questions I ask people as I'm having that discovery call, that initial 
complimentary coaching call to learn more about them. And I ask them, you know, what, what do you want? And they, they say, I want a million dollars. I want, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And I, I remember saying to somebody, cause she said, you know, I really want to build a $2 million team. And I said, okay, great. What's holding you back? And she said, fear. Cause I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't. And I, and I said, well, let me tell you right now, that's because the person you are right now is not a $2 million woman. If you were, you'd have $2 million. You get to take this opportunity to grow forward and become a $2 million woman. If you're willing to do the work. Yeah. I always tell people there's three things to, to growing and scaling a business. If you get these three things, right, you'll figure it out. Number one, have a massive vision. This isn't a why. I hate Simon Sinek's why. I don't mind Simon, good mm-hmm. dude, but I don't like his why because his why is selfish. His why is only about you. Right. Okay? When you have a vision, it's about impacting and changing the world, right? What, how, what are you giving back? What are you doing? What are you, so when people say, I want a million dollars, it's selfish, which is cool. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. Just recognize right. it for its worth, right? But if you came back and you had something bigger, like, you know, my biggest vision is I'm going to help us a million small business owners get to business freedom, right? Where, where their business does not control their life. They control their life and happen to run a business, yeah. And, you know, so you have a massive vision. The second thing is you got to not give a fuck whether you live or die. And here's what I mean. There's a great movie, um, First Night with Sean Connery. And Lancelot is played by, shit, I forget, Mel Gibson. That's not Mel Gibson, but it's one of those guys. Uh-huh. And the beginning of the movie, there's Lancelot's in the middle of this town square, right? And he's got a sword out and he's like, anybody who can beat me in the sword duel, I will give this bag of coins. Well, finally, this big mountain of a man steps up like always, right? And he walks up and says, I can take you. And they start dueling and Lancelot does a move and the sword flies out of the big guy's hand. Lancelot catches it in his. And the big guy looks at him and goes, oh my God, how did you do that? It's a trick. And Lancelot's, no, it's not a trick. This is just how I fight. And the guy's like, you've got to teach me this. You've got to teach me how to fight like that. And, and Lancelot's like, I can't teach this. And the guy's like, no, 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 I can learn. I'm willing to learn what's it take. And he goes, there's three things you got to do. One, you've got to practice more than any man on the face of the earth. The big guy's like, I can do that. He goes, you've got to have more patience than your opponent to wait for the right moment to make the move. The guy's like, I can do that. And then he goes, you got to not give a shit whether you live or die. And you see the guy's face just melt and he goes away because he was too concerned about dying in that match. Mm-hmm. Which, and, and when you're running a business, you've got to not give a shit about whether you live or die, what the outcome of that conversation is. As you said early on, you've got to be detached from it, right? Yeah. You've got to be so removed from it that it doesn't fucking matter, right? And then the third thing you got to do is you got to step into your fear, right? You've got to lean into that fear every time it pops up. There was an old uh, game growing up in the arcade, the old stand-up arcades, and there was this dragon game on there that a light popped up in a certain corner. When it popped up, you freaking moved to the light, and it was really, really cool. And that's what I tell people that the dealing with your fears is, is every time that fear pops up in a certain direction, you instantly got to move in that direction because if you don't make the move, you're not going to learn what you need to learn in that exact moment to level up and scale up your business. 
So they do those, and I promise you'll get where you want to go. Have a vision, not give a shit whether you live or die, and and step into your fear. Ah. Oh. That's bloody brilliant. I oh, <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Because again, 95% of people are operating from a place of fear. And, yeah. you know, as you were speaking, one of the things that popped up to me is, so the 5% of people who are willing to step out and at least attempt the business and fewer than 1% become six-figure earners. Yep. So what that tells me is those are the people who did the work to become a business owner and did all those three things that you just talked about. They've got a massive vision. They've got their, they don't care if they fail or succeed, right? Their concern is just do the do, right? Yep. And then, you know, the third one, oh, step into your fear. They obviously did that. They were willing to do that despite their fear. Yeah. And to add specifically to your listeners, you know, the biggest thing they've got to do is quit trying to sell your friends and family. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Go out and meet new fucking people. You are never going to get to where you want to go. So, so here was a really wild thing for me. When I launched my business, I had nobody in my family had ever been a business owner. Nobody had ever been an entrepreneur. Nobody mm -hmm. knew anything. So people were giving me advice based on where they were in their life. And it took me a long time to realize, I mean, they're doing it out of love and I truly appreciate it. I still appreciate it. Um, but they had no fucking idea what the hell they were talking about. Mm. Right. So, and it's the same thing in direct sales. When you're trying to sell your friends and family, they're already prejudging you before you start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. They already have an informed opinion on whatever you're selling, whatever you're doing. So if you're going to make this successful, then you got to start doing the things that are scaring the piss out of you. Like go join a networking group, right? Go get into conversations, go to a happy hour, go to an after hour, start your own networking group, speak on stage. You know, you've got to find courage because you know, that 1%, it's not that they outworked you because hard work, people have done it for their entire lives and are still broke as hell. Go look at a, a mine worker, go work at, at a plumber, you know, and they're busting their ass, but they're still freaking broke, right? So it's not about hard work. You can work just as hard as anybody else. It's about the ones that had the more courage to step in and do that shit, you know, and people are like, I don't have the confidence to do that thing. Fuck you. It's not confidence. It's experience, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because dude, the first time I ever had to do a cold call, I literally, as soon as the person answered on the other end, I hung up the phone because <laughs> I was freaking the fuck out so bad and hoping to God they wouldn't answer the fucking phone, right? And flash forward, by the time I was doing sales training, I was doing live dials in front of the room so they could hear both sides of the fucking conversation. Wow. The funny thing is, I was just as fucking scared doing the live dials in front of the room as I was a young buck picking up the phone and calling. Yeah. The difference being is I was doing the action. I had the experience and know how to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. That 500 pound phone yep. became a five ounce phone. And, and you do it again, you do it mm -hmm. again and you do it again. Yeah. Um, and I hate the phrase, get comfortable being uncomfortable because everybody fucking says it, but there's a reason they say it. Cause it's the fucking truth. Yeah. You know, when, you know, life is working mm -hmm. when you start getting people going, fuck, you're stupid. 
This is the stupidest <laughs> shit in the world. How dare you put that kind of con? What, what the fuck are you thinking? That, mm-hmm. my friends, is when you know you're winning. And the reason I say that is the first time I got somebody to jump on one of my pieces of content out there in social media world and told me I was a fucking idiot, I had the craziest epiphany. I realized somebody else besides my mom and dad were reading my shit. Yeah. And I went, holy fuck, I'm winning. I love right? it. Yeah. So that's how you know you've, you, you've gotten past your local crowd, your your local people, is when you're making enough noise that you're pissing somebody off. Mm-hmm. If you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's pretty much a given. It doesn't matter what your business or industry is. If, if there's not somebody out there who's polarized by what you're doing, what you're saying, you're not doing it right. A hundred percent. So. Love that. So Donnie, as we were talking in the pre-interview, you said you've got an amazing giveaway for my listeners. And so I want to give you the opportunity to uh, talk about that for them. Yeah. Thank you for that. So you guys can find all the information you want about me on my website, DonnieBovine.com. But you know, one of the things that I know in this day, especially given in the moment when we're recording this, everything going on in the world, Mm -hmm. um, social is becoming the game changer and content is the king of social. So I run a couple of private Facebook groups where I teach all kinds of things. When one of the sessions I taught, you know, literally how to create endless content from taking something like we're doing right now and literally in about 20 minutes turning into a month's worth of social content. So I taught them that entire process and as a gift to you all your listeners, if they will send me a text, send the words, I am a success champion to 817-318-6030, I will send them that video training for absolutely free. So my gift for you guys, so I am a success champion to 318 318- or she gave me 817-318-6030. I don't even know my own damn number. <laughs> and everybody, we're going to put this in the show notes. So you guys can, you know, you'll have all that information right there. Just scroll up on your phone and you'll find the show notes. I know <laughs> yeah. nobody ever fucking reads them, right. but you're going to want to read the show notes on this one because that's where the phone number and the, the, the text of the text will be. So thank you so much, Donnie, for taking time to share your story oh, and you. all of this great information because a lot of us right now, especially as you mentioned, because we're, we're recording this in the middle of some uncertain times, yep. fear is a thing right now. So how do we step into our fear and succeed anyway. Just turn off the noise. Yeah. Right. Turn mm-hmm. off the noise and, and just be you. And the word to Gene Wild and not uh, 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 Oscar Wilde, be you the world. Everybody else is taken. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. So, oh my gosh. Absolutely. And guys, do me a huge favor. And, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Jenny is doing an amazing job in this podcast. She's doing ask awesome, amazing co- you know, questions and content. If you guys got any value whatsoever out of this episode, any nuggets or anything, do me a favor and teach somebody else how to listen to her show. I'm still blown away by how many people don't know about podcasts nowadays. So, so literally take a friend and say, Hey, you need to be listening to this, you know, and teach somebody else and then leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, because those mean everything to us as podcasters. So teach somebody how to do it and leave a review. Oh, thank you so much, Donnie. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. So everybody, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast and get ready for the next badass episode. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. 
Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.